Our next storyteller. Next storyteller. Your next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Hello and welcome to The Narrators. This podcast collects stories from our live events where people share true stories based on a theme. Our next story comes from Bethany Hernandez. Bethany is a Colorado Springs-based performer and artist who, pre-pandemic, we were lucky enough to sometimes coax back up to Denver, a former home of hers. She is a gosh darn treat of a person. For this story, Bethany presents a triptych of No, three small stories where she spoke up for herself and felt more powerful for doing so. Bethany told this story live at Buntport Theater on November 20th, 2019. The theme of the evening was Reply to All. Hi. Hello. Um, okay, I'm going to tell three, three uh, really small, um, probably innocuous stories um but they are they're all times in my recent history that I have felt powerful so um the first story uh takes place at my job at the Holiday Inn Express um I work at the I work at the desk overnight at the Holiday Inn and um this man came in one night at like 1 a.m this man came in uh, brazenly he came in loud. Um, he uh, he was he was one of he's just was one of those guys that um, just he gives off the impression that that he feels like we are all playing some kind of chess game with each other and that and that he's winning. Um, he was. He's that kind of guy, and the way that he, the way that he wins uh, is just simply to always speak before someone else is done speaking, um, and that's uh, so he came in. This man came in with uh, two other men, and he asked about the price of uh, three beds, you know, bed for each of them for the night. And I said, "Well, we've got a suite with two queen beds and a pullout bed." Uh, for 149 plus tax tonight. He, of course, did not like that number. Uh, he was gobsmacked. He, um, <laughs> which, a lot of people, is that, is that cheap? <laughs> See, I get a lot of different answers. A lot of people are like, 149 motherfucking dollars. Um, but, so he didn't like that number, and so he 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 fuck, he leaned he leaned in like like we're pals, and he we're gonna you know like we're telling secrets to each other, and he um, he leans in, he goes, here's the deal, uh, which first of all I am the one with the deals, I I fucking, I I. I'm the one who works here, so to say, here's the deal is an insane thing to say. Um, so he goes, <laughs> um, he, he leans in, he says, here's the deal, I have $75 cash, <laughs> um, which is half, if you notice, that's half of what I said. 
He said, I have $75 cash. Uh, we, there's a place up the road could sell us a room for $80. I know it's late at night, and you got to sell these rooms before the end of the night. He fucking goes into this whole thing. Like, he's this charismatic negotiator. And... Um, and he's like talking, talking, and I start to say no, and he just keeps fucking talking. Um, and I, he, he was like, I got, I, I said, I could probably go as low as like 115. Um, and he was like, okay, I got $80 cash. <laughs> I said, I've got. I, I, I could give it to you now. We'll all be happy. I, and I started to try and say, well, okay, but with cash, I also have to. He just keeps fucking talking. And I had to say, excuse me, will you listen to me, please? Um, which, yeah, and he did stop talking. It felt really good. Um, I said, so with cash, I have to take a deposit anyways, blah, blah, blah. He said, what's your manager going to say when you could have sold this room and you let us go up the road? And I was just like, I cannot sell you a room for $80. Um, and he said, okay, well, I'm asking you what's your lowest price. I said, 115 is what I've already told you. Uh, and before, as soon as I had the number out of my mouth, he said, let's roll to his friends. Um, uh, I ceased to exist to him. They all left. I said, have a nice night. And, um, and that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the end of that story. Um, the, uh... I, the second story is also takes place at work. I was doing housekeeping at the hotel. Um, the thing you have to understand about me for this story is that I, um, I, uh, I'm a, I'm a very slow-paced person. I, um, my, I have lived my entire life to this point and will continue to live my life at a very slow pace. Um, I. I, I really don't like to be rushed. I like to do things correctly in, in my own time. And the, uh, the thing about doing housekeeping is they expect you to do a checkout in, on average in 30 minutes. Um, and so I hated it. The whole time I did housekeeping, I could never do one in less than 45 minutes. So um, one day, I, it was the end of the day. Everyone else was gone. I was the last one there, which was normal for me. Um, I... Uh, so I'd been there for like eight hours. Everyone else had already left. I was, on, I was like halfway through my last room cleaning, um, and I came out to my cart, and my boss was writing something on my room list, and she looks up at me so casually and so cheerfully uh, as if what she was about to say to my face w was fine. She... <laughs> Um, she looked up and she said, I have one more room for you. And I, I just kind of stone-faced, I just shook my head. I said, I'm not doing another room. And, uh, and she, she was like kind of like wounded, but on purpose, you know? She's like... Oh. Um, you're not, she said, you're not going to help me out? I said, I, n no, I'm not, I can't, I'm done with this. And so I finished uh, the last room on my room list, and I went home without an ounce of guilt uh, following me, and I didn't lose my job. So, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, 
That's the second story. The third story uh, takes um, takes place in uh, a dive bar um, near my home on Murphy Street. It's got one pool table and 20 electronic dartboards. Something something that has uh, been a major hobby of mine for most of my life is to um, to go out to a bar and to sit uh, with my drink um, until someone comes and speaks to me. And then I'll spend the remainder of that evening making that person just fucking love me. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's how I get through this life. I, I really have enjoyed uh, the phenomenon that happens in bars of like, we're best friends for the night kind of thing. Um, so I was um, out at this bar drinking. I got invited into a pool game with a few guys. Um, we're playing pool, having a wonderful time. Um, and there was one, one of these guys uh, was uh, really cute and nice. And um, he had a very sweet smile, a very solemn mustache. Um, really very good mustache. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I like. I liked. I liked him, um, but not in any major kind of way. I was just like, oh, look at you, you know. And um, <laughs> so, at a certain point in this night, um, he, this man was getting more drinks. He said, "Would you like a drink?" I said, oh, "I'll get. I'll get myself one." And he said, uh, "He said, oh, come on," with um, the, with the face that. Very clearly, uh, the the message was, um, it's not that kind of drink. Um, uh, because because a lot of times, if a woman is turning down a free drink, it's because she doesn't want the implication of owing you anything. Because that happens to women a lot, even though the drink is offered freely. Um, so. Which was not the heart of this man, and I knew that. He was offering a genuine action of courtesy. Um, but the fact remained that I really needed to be in control um, of the amount of alcohol I drank. Um, which, by the way, uh, trying to get someone to drink more than they want to is so fucked up. And like I, I've cut friends off for doing that. Um, because it's poison, and it's it's not fucking up your night that people want to regulate the amount of poison that they're putting in their body. So um, that's just kind of a side thing. But anyways, he um, <laughs> so he offered me this drink. I said, "Oh no, I'll get one." He said, "Oh come on," and I said, and I so I had to just very seriously look him in his eye and say, "I will get myself a drink." And this was a good man because he never asked me again. He didn't ask me a single more time. Um, he fucking got the point. He was very respectful. Um, and that simple, that simple like respect of I will get myself a drink uh, makes me think about this dude all the time. Um, I just, I, he was, anyways, it was just very good. And uh, we had a lovely evening. And I left, and, and I never saw him again, but I think about him and his mustache uh, every day. <laughs> every day. 
Um, so those are my three stories that I wanted to tell. I don't know how much time I have left, but I, I, they all um, tie into the theme because they were all times that I said no to someone who, um, who was not expecting to be told no. Uh, and I also... Um, so the point that we all know, because we're grown-ups, but it's really easy to forget, that your reply to all requests made of you uh, does not have to be yes. And not only does it not have to be yes, it doesn't have to be I'm sorry but no, or I'm no because blah, blah, blah. Just, just no. And that doesn't make you a bitch. Um, the, uh, That's Bethany Hernandez, keep it going! The Narrators is produced by me, Aaron Rollman, and Ron Doyle, with help from Karen Wachtel, Jesse Witten, Scott Carney, and Sydney Crane. Karen edited this episode. Special thanks to our sponsors, Buntport Theatre Company, Illegal Pete's, From the Hip Photo, and Great Divide Brewing Company. Our theme music is by Whale Hawk, and we would also like to thank Speedboat, who provided the outro music you are listening to right now. You can find a link to their music in the show notes for this episode. Our live shows take place every third Wednesday of the month. You can find more information about those shows on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at our website, thenarrators.org. Please do take a moment to share one of our stories with a friend, hit that subscribe button, or leave a review. Word of mouth is the number one way we grow as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah. 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 Yeah.